0: well um, I didn't have a regular uh, childhood like anybody else um, okay. by the time I started uh, my first figuration in a TV series uh, after that uh, I broke my entire left elbow so uh, yeah <laughs> uh, an accident oh. at, an accident at school and um, it had big consequences because uh, I had to undergo uh, in a period of almost four years uh, three operations to get to use my uh, how, how old were you how old were you I was uh, 13 and a half uh, around uh, 15 16 uh, I had to do the role of uh, Peter Pan and that was wow. in, yeah that wa- that was memorable to me because it was in our brand new uh, Ariane theater a very big uh, place and mm-hmm. uh, when a lot of people um, come watch you that's a wow moment <laughs> certainly at that
1: age <laughs> at that age and a good amount of attention that you got from those people yeah and that particular play but,
0: like they all say, um, you get uh, wiser when you get older uh, at the yeah, time, yeah, that's true. Uh, I just wanted to do um, the things I wanted to do
1: without uh, knowing all the knowledge that I know today. Uh, there was yeah. no much of thought put into that, like, hey, this will happen, that will happen. It was just you got some fresh uh, air from that particular phase that, hey, I, I, it's, it's good that I'm having this kind of moments in my life. Welcome to Create Your Starting Podcast. I am Ajay Tambe, the host and producer of the show. And today I have with me the guy who signed up for the Knights of Avalon a month or two back. And we did the project. Uh, more importantly, he is a professional actor. He's doing theater. He's doing TV. He's doing films. And I guess he's currently shooting for a film. His name is Gert Van Nuwoonwo. Gert, mm-hmm. welcome to the show. <laughs> Difficult name to pronounce. <laughs> you really, really. Please help me with your name. Please, please, please do.
0: It's uh, how, you how you pronounce
1: oh, the name, how uh, you pronounce
0: the
1: Nivunhofer. yes, indeed. Gert van Nivunho. yeah, okay, okay. I'm just going to redo this again. So, uh, welcome, welcome to the show, Gert. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Okay, great, great. So uh, look, this interview is all going to be about how you started as an actor. You did a good amount of films. So I'm seeing your behind the scenes with director, taking workshops and all. Uh, all's going good. But uh, can we switch back to the place of uh, how this interest in this field of acting happened? Where <clears throat> you grew up? How was your childhood? So uh, please tell uh, all the listeners about where you grew up. Uh, what was the state, place, region? mm mm-hmm.
0: Well, um, I didn't have a regular uh, childhood like anybody else. Um, Okay. By the time I started uh, my first figuration in a TV series, uh, after that, uh, I broke my entire left elbow. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) Uh, an accident at at school. And um, it had big consequences because uh, I had to undergo... uh, in a period of almost four years uh three operations to get to use my arms well, uh, back- how,
1: how old were you how old were you
0: i was uh, 13 and a half
1: 13 and a half yeah oh, um, okay, okay
0: okay and the entire process um took me almost four years that i had to do uh bodybuilding heavy lifting because um I had one luck and that was that I had very flexible muscles, otherwise they had to amputate my uh, left arm and um, yeah, it had a big impact on my life and on me mentally, of course, also uh, on my parents uh, for helping me and things change when you change, uh, people react different to you. Uh, yeah. I couldn't do a lot of things anymore. Uh, sport, out of the question. Um, mm-hmm. uh, playing video games, uh, out of the question. Uh, yeah, you, have, yeah. you need uh, your two hands uh, for yeah, the control yeah. and everything. Uh, so, right, right. Uh, during those four years...
1: Um, 13 to 17, we are talking.
0: Yeah, I yeah, uh, yeah. learned Teenage. a lot, changed a lot, and I had uh, the chance to have a Working actress who um, took pity on my situation and who invited me to uh, an acting class, and
1: from that uh, on, I was. Uh, That's how you started. Only acting. <laughs> Ten years ago, so uh, till 13, how was your childhood? You know, uh, those days. Uh, how? What kind of student were you? Like, uh, you completely into arts, sports person? What was that?
0: Yeah, I was um, the exception uh, of all the other uh, classmates. Uh, They were mostly into football, going out, uh, those things. And I was mostly into uh, theater, acting, uh, creative things. And um, it made you feel like you were alone in everything you wanted to do.
1: (laughs) Great, great. Uh, Yeah, so which was your favorite sports?
0: Um, I love to do uh, badminton.
1: Badminton. Oh, yeah. so your elbow got hit. How was that period? You know, you told me about your elbow. your badminton Australia. Yeah, so, that's how, one of how the. How painful things... was that?
0: Um, I did it very well um, to the part of competition uh, level when I was younger, and yeah. I really had to stop that because uh, you have to switch yeah and i couldn't yeah. do that anymore uh swimming crossover uh, other sports handball uh crossover <laughs> so yeah, uh sports was right? basically reduced to uh fitness and uh fitness lifting
1: and just body movement yeah okay uh god that's the biggest transformation at very younger, younger age that happened to you i guess uh, yeah. that completely uh like your mind was completely blown out what to do uh you need to you know uh tackle with your mind and with your heart at that point uh, you want to play the sport but you can't and that's a whole battle that's going on 17 you told me when you uh, you met an actress who uh did a pity and who was like hey i can help you out with acting kind of thing so what was that please tell me you mentioned that some actors helped you out um, and that's where you got started into this industry what was that for? what was going on in that moment
0: um in that moment, uh, when you're looking like to where do
1: were it, you in this in the school in uh, high school or uh, how no, did was, she find you out? Like I, I had um,
0: an open door day at uh, the art school, okay. um, and I was always always interesting uh, in going there. But because of my arm, because I did my regular uh, studies, and uh, I didn't had much uh, support at that age. Um, okay. I went over to look uh, at some things, and mm-hmm. uh, she encouraged me uh, to go on, so I signed up uh, during that year, and that was my main, um, how shall no, I say it? acting. Yeah, and also uh, a- way to relieve pressure of everything else, because if oh, yeah. everything you like to do falls away, it's not that you fall in a black hole, but... Um, you're searching for a way out to do something that you really still can do that makes you matter uh, along with uh, all the rest.
1: Yeah, yeah, completely, completely true. Uh, And I I, I love this part of you. You were actually looking for something. And this is what, you know, uh, escape moving away from pain moment for you, where, you know, you were thinking like, okay, I am living the moment. Uh, It's back again. For me the way it was for badminton the way it was yeah you you started loving life again you started hey this is something i'm enjoying i'm getting up early i'm doing things i'm practicing so uh, acting is kind of something that puts you put you, uh, put you uh, again a good amount of energy kind of positive and motivational yeah. something that uh, made you uh like hey i am uh, my life is worth something and i am worth something kind of a moment and feeling inside you great to know that so uh what what like what was the part in initial uh, theater uh, plays? What part did you play? Like, were you just uh, in the starting phase, you were just handling chairs backstage and all, or were you playing the main roles? How the transition of you happened from, in that two, three years after 17,
0: 18? Well, you have to start uh, from the bottom of the ladder. It's a cliche, but it's actually true.
1: Yeah, that everyone and, starts like that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I learned how uh, to do a uh, theater. Um, small uh, role parts, and yeah, I finally got uh, to be good at that. <laughs>
1: wow, that's 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 good. So, so, uh, any any memorable play that you remember from your, I guess, uh, in the initial years that it's so memorable and close to your heart?
0: Yeah, when I was uh, uh around uh, 15 16, uh, I had to do the role of uh, Peter Pan, and that was. Wow. in yeah that was that was memorable to me because it was in our uh, brand new uh RN theater very big uh, place and mm-hmm. uh, when a lot of people um come watch you that's a wow moment <laughs> certainly <laughs> at that
1: age yep, yep. at that age and a good amount of attention that you got from those people yeah at that particular uh still still you get goosebumps about that moment
0: It's nice to think about uh, (laughs) every once in a while uh, of of the things you you achieved already. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like they all say, um, you get uh, wiser when you get older uh, at the time. Uh, I just wanted to do um, the things I wanted to do without uh, knowing all the knowledge that I know today. Uh, I keep record of what I do now. Uh, I can prove things that I uh, did back then, I didn't thought about it. Uh, They didn't uh, told you you have to do that or or those things. So Mm -hmm. uh, if I knew it back then, I would have had a a bigger record than I have now.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's you were just being uh, there and enjoying the moment. There was no much of thought put into that. Like, hey, this will happen, that will happen. It was just you got some fresh air from that particular phase. That hey, it's it's good that I'm I'm, having this kind of moments in my life. That, That 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 was going on. Okay, great. So, uh, got it, got it, got it. Now, in your extensive career as a performer, how do you approach in the process of bringing a character to life, both in stage and screen? Like, uh, tell me about how you prepare for a role when someone signs you in your film or any stage play. How, uh, How is your process of that?
0: Well, um, there are two different ways um, for uh, on stage. Um, I go with the directions that I get from uh, the producers, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: when it's for on screen, um, I do research uh, about the character, uh, what I have to play, um, what's uh, the part, uh, what the scene, how I can uh, put the emotion in that character, how I can perform it uh, authentically and believable. So there are two different ways to approach uh, whether you are doing a uh, theater
1: or whether you're doing uh, an on-screen. OK, awesome. So uh, any kind of superstitions that you have about uh, uh, playing a role or, hey, I wrote this. It performed well. I had this kind of handkerchief, and it did well. Or kind of socks moment. Any kind of superstitions you have no. while well performing? No, not at all. Just, not at all. Oh, great! <laughs> that was good to hear. Yeah. I just
0: believe in um, what I know, what I can do, and that mostly helps me.
1: Well, that's good. That's good. You know, uh, it's it's like sticking to your process. You don't uh, divert your attention anywhere else. <laughs> uh, it's like, yeah, just get the job done and uh, just have lunch or dinner, but that really? <laughs> good sleep. Indeed. Yeah, great, great. Uh, so, tell me about. Um, there was a question I forgot. I'll just get back into it. Uh, But uh, what are the key differences in your preparation and execution when transitioning from performing in a live theater to uh, setting to working on a film or TV set? What I mean by this is uh, there's a process of you receiving a script and then there's a format, which is film and theater. So how uh, the preparation and the execution to the stage and to the screen uh, how you defer that uh, how you follow those things like because there's a voice difference you know uh, you don't have to scream and shout a lot in film set uh, but there is a lot of settings involved in the business part where you know you don't have to move your head there's a lot of things happening behind the camera where you just have to be still and the whole thing is happening behind you and then there is a vfx that helps the uh, describe that describing that whole scene but in theater it's like you have to move around your legs and hand everything else whole body and then the scene is described so how you approach, how you go from preparation to execution in both the mediums.
0: It's um, turning the switch in your mind Uh, when you're doing theater. You know um, that the performance that you have to do is big uh, so Mm -hmm. that the people behind at the last row can uh, actually hear you. Um, You know, to listen to the director to see um, how everything goes compared Mm -hmm. to uh, when uh, it's for tv or a film with camera um, you have to mind the volume of your voice you have to uh, um, think that you're not doing overacting oh uh, yeah, that's it's true. it's positive and negative sides uh, of uh, keeping count of what you have to do in which place
1: <laughs> oh yeah that's true that's true. Like you have to be very calculative about what's happening on camera yeah rather than, yeah, yeah. Rather than <laughs> on stage stage is much like yeah you get a liberty of in, in but one, in thing, but
0: one thing is the same uh you have to be able uh, uh, to listen to the directors
1: and uh, yeah. to change
0: when they ask you something uh, that's key in uh, oh,
1: yeah that's that's impromptu uh in the situation that's uh both in, are you talking about both in stage and theater uh, stage and uh, film or just about film
0: yeah, it's for it's for both uh, the same. Eh? Uh, when a director uh, in a theater is giving you directions on how to do it, uh, yeah, you have you have to listen and to you do it. To. And, and when it's on screen, um, it's a bit more difficult uh, because you have to interact yeah. with your co-actors. Uh, uh, you have to have uh, that authentic feeling the yeah. directory listening to them too listening to the director and there's a multitude of things you have to do as an actor yeah compared to what you have to do as a uh, theater actor
1: right right completely and i guess most more often the impromptu things uh, may be happening on uh, television and film set because you know they may change line and then they reshoot that thing or, or in the theater it's not like once a play is done when yeah, you're performing indeed. then that's the script you don't know, there's no changing happening it, before a lot of improvisation happened but Please perform. It's that's the thing. That's the whole thing. Yeah. But I guess the impromptu, like you know, you said one line and it didn't work. Director comes and checks the some check some line and give a new line, and then it, that's your line. Uh, then yeah. you have to do that. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that uh, immediate uh, that you have to be very uh, what do you say aware uh, when you are performing on a film set or TV set, television uh, show studio, mm-hmm. because a lot of impromptu things may happen. So be more uh, aware. And that's the one thing I can, you can, everyone can take it out. Okay, great. Um, Now, here's the thing. Uh, What's a standout moment for you as a stage performer and another as a film or TV actor? Mm -hmm. And why are these moments particularly memorable? Like, for example, I'm talking about a play that really changed your life or a play that gave you, hey, this could be my career. And Mm -hmm. film and TV, hey, I could have a long career. Or this particular, this film really stayed with me. It changed something inside. So these are something that you close your eyes after ten years and you still remember that, like hey, this is the some, this is something you know. Those were the days where you know I felt like this is it, it's going to happen. Can you share?
0: Um, on theatre, uh, it was that uh, Peter Pan uh, play that I had to do in uh, the big Ariane. In Japan, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was memorable for me uh, for two reasons. Uh, first of mm-hmm. all, I was still. Um, recuperating from uh, my third operation uh, on my arm Um, and the second thing was uh, all the teachers that I had according to the years uh, were there to watch it and uh, as a student you still have something uh, uh, right and you want to show that you you learn the lesson they've taught you in uh, and can do it in uh, practice so that was uh, certainly uh, something not to forget for me um on the part of uh the acting um what is always uh, memorable for me was the part that i had um as a former actor in a commercial um for a lot for a French lottery
1: oh that commission so so you're yeah. saying uh, it's not a film it's a commercial yeah
0: uh, and that's, that's, a commercial. that's really memorable oh, um, so you uh, you maybe know that uh, guy uh, who's doing uh, Euro Millions for years now. I uh, mm-hmm. was well the French variant uh, for France for three years. <laughs> okay
1: wow you send me that commercial or any link i can you know put it out once once this video get out i
0: have i have to look it up because uh it's been very it. I it's about expensive. it and it was only in france everybody wanted oh. to see it
1: <laughs> okay only in france okay no problem if, if you get it before the in- release of the interview yeah, you know in case i, I can put I it out Thank on social you. media and then people can more relate with it Thank you. okay so using that commercial was the thing uh, come that tv yeah. commercial uh, was actually really memorable that was the thing I guess those were very starting point Peter Pan play was very starting phase of your career also this where I guess commercial yeah. came before uh television or film so I guess that was the uh, moment where you are feeling your nerves and everything like you're feeling everything happening around you and that is really special for you okay good so now uh the rise of uh, just to give a minute okay. With the rise of digital platforms, like OTT, I'm talking about Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, and a lot of others. I know uh, there must be a regional in, in Belgium, France. There may be other OTT platform that's going on there.
0: Uh, mm-hmm.
1: But uh, with the rise of all these OTT platforms, how do you see the future of live theater? And how does it... I'm telling you, I mean, like, uh, it's OTT, you know, it's going to rise. And the whole thing is going to happen. OTT is the TV now. So uh, every TV- television show, which was which we used to watch on television, now it's on Netflix, or now mm-hmm. it's on Hulu, or now it's on Amazon Prime. So uh, there's a lot of attention going on between medias only. It's not about uh, X versus Y. It's all about in between them, that attention fight is between them. How do you think it's impacting on theater, live theater, please? People coming to watch theater? Because it's really the shift of attention that happened in the last four or five years. Uh, how, I want to know the impact in Belgium, impact in France. Uh, what's the impact on live theater?
0: Well, I think in the first year, the impact, well, that everybody um, got to watch theater and film in the cozy net of their own home instead of going to the cinema complex, uh, which resulted in the fact that a lot of cinema complexes were... Uh, uh, stopped to exist uh, you know no, no,
1: no, I'm talking about theater I'm talking about theater theater I mean like stage plays well it impacted stage plays in Belgium and France when it
0: uh, happened? It impacted in the fact that the smaller uh, stage companies uh, had to merge with larger one to survive
1: and that you now have Ooh. only uh, the big names only the, so it got acquired by bigger uh, stage companies and that's the merge happened so, yeah. Uh, yeah. like, it started uh, back in 2018, 2019. Yeah. When so it started. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 2018. That was the phase. So, uh, is it still there, or people are just going back uh, to live theater, live stage plays, experiences?
0: Well, it's starting to come with uh, uh, theater companies who uh, are getting back in the game and who are working together with uh, the larger okay. theater places. Uh, It's getting back uh, to the normal like it used to be, but it's slowly and slowly.
1: Okay, it's it's a slow process, I guess. But but you're saying that uh, previous, uh, back 10 years back, there was a small production that could run stage plays. Now it's hard for them to even exist because it's hard to earn a revenue for a small production theater company. Uh, to just organize plays and get revenue. So you're saying that, okay, uh, there's only big players, big uh, theater stage company are only executing plays in today's date, 2020.
0: Yeah, indeed. From- indeed.
1: Good. Yeah, yeah, good. Okay, that's that's a huge impact that happened. Like, uh, uh, But people are finding good, there may be new jobs in OTT platform. That's the one thing we can say. Because OTT is now hiring because the more show they make, they are going to need actors <laughs> who is going to perform. But uh, the, the shift is happening in that way. Yeah, maybe uh, if hope that it worked well for act, actors and artists uh, for their living and livelihood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Can you share an instant where you felt a profound personal transformation through immersing yourself in a character, either on stage or in front of camera? Uh,
0: in front of camera, uh, it was when I had a, a guest role. Of playing a lawyer uh, to someone, and when you're actually in that setting and you have to learn all uh, the mimic the gestures, uh, how to become um, that person, uh, it's really s- satisfying if you uh, at least succeeds in it.
1: Great. Uh, now here's a thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. In the industry, in an industry known for its unpredictability, how do you stay motivated and continue to find your passion in your craft after all these years? So uh, it's it's not consistent. You know, you get work one day and there's no calls coming to you for months. You know, there's no one calling to you or you tapping on auditions and it's not happening. Uh, How you deal when things are not clicking?
0: well um first of all you find a job that you like to do alongside which permits you uh, to still uh, be creative that's for one yeah. and secondly um our business has a lot of branches you can do theater you can do voice acting you can be uh, an actor you can do commercials um sure. you have to know a bit your own self to know in what you're good and in which way you want to evolve uh, like they say in uh, acting, uh, when you start doing audition for certain roles, know the types of um, of characters you're good at, and in which they cost you a lot, and go along that way. That's the best way uh, to have more success and to evolve in other things.
1: Great, great to hear from you. Uh, it's it's really good. It's really good. Here's uh, the other thing. Uh, now looking back what pivotal moment or decision do you believe had the most significant impact on your career any decision that completely uh, you know uh, today what you are is because of that um the most important um i think is
0: finding actually um fellow people in the industry that are willing uh, to teach you willing uh to help you in learning how the entire business works. And that, this year, uh, has been uh, an incredible
1: change for me. Great. OK, got it. Uh, now, here's the one thing I'd like to know. How you, as an actor, prepare uh, for an audition? How you prepare yourself for an audition? What is the process? Uh, once you get to know, hey, XYZ, you, uh, a message tap to you, which is completely fits in your age group and all. How you then go and prepare for audition? What's supposed, well, what happens two, after that?
0: Well, there are two ways uh, of auditions. Uh, you have one uh, which give you the script. Then you can mm-hmm. uh, research uh, the character that you have to play, that you have to perform, and you can prepare in that, know your lines, uh, do your self tape. And there's uh, the other one uh, <clears throat> where you literally get one or two lines saying. Uh, Uh, The butler uh, is a self-centered guy, very egoistic, uh, but still uh, proud of himself. And that's it. Then what I do mostly is um, write a scene about that character so I can uh, better interact it, so I can better make the character uh, come to life for the audition.
1: Great. That's good. Uh, You actually go and prepare a scene around it, the situation around it, and uh, then you make yourself be in that situation in in that situation you go and be in that situation and yeah. put yourself uh in the most uncomfortable position at the for that particular moment and <laughs> then you come out of it uh with a great uh, impact on that lines how to deliver that lines okay mm-hmm. great to together yeah, yeah yeah that's good uh, now here's the thing uh, if, if how uh, what, what kind of roles are you approaching uh, what kind of roles do you think you would like to play in coming years what are your future projects what are you planning is there any plan for you like um, what's going on at this moment
0: i love to play some uh villain uh roles because it's always um i wouldn't say easier uh, mm. to play a hero but it's restricting um okay. when you're playing a hero type you have to um Act according to certain rules. You can't permit anything uh, uh, in terms of deviating from your lines when, as a villain, uh, it's more accepted when you do.
1: Oh, got it. Great.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, the rules, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you would like to tap on that particular part uh, of playing playing with villains. (laughs) Okay. More the now bad guys <laughs> oh, yeah you are in that row you are in, you can yeah. you know uh, uh, uh get into that characteristics and most into those shades that a villain uh, character may have or you know you can just put your range in that particular character and you can mm-hmm. showcase that range um, <clears throat> uh, and you can get good amount of roles if you get it uh, delivered after that so uh, here's the thing uh, this makes me curious about your training period as an actor Uh, Mm -hmm. how was it where you trained please tell me about that particular training period in the years Uh, what basically what you took out from that period uh, when you trained yourself as an actor
0: well i do um, two types of training Uh, i do online training uh, with people uh, from america casting directors and uh, famous actors and um, they directed me to um one famous actor uh, who is now uh, my mentor here in Belgium, and that's uh, Abbas Fazai. I'll send okay. you uh, the names and everything later on. Uh, he has uh, a school here in uh, Belgium, Lint, uh, ACT, A-C-T, okay. Belgium, and that's where I'm now uh, studying.
1: Okay, you, you're still studying, uh, as in you're still taking uh, workshops and all. and Yeah, of course, because as an actor, um,
0: you have to uh, continuously... Uh, learn about new things
1: yeah yeah it's a never-ending process <laughs> yeah it's like you have to be uh this is how this whole show happened you know uh, yeah. this show back in 2020 uh, was just for voice exercise and mm-hmm. one let one thing led to another the whole world was in the lockdown and i started getting so it's like be in the process and something will work out something <coughs> <do>. uh, and that's, <laughs> uh, that's the whole thing that uh, uh, that's basic of uh, if, yes, if you, you are an actor that's the basic thing that you need to follow. It's follow the process and keep on working on your craft every single day. Okay, uh, it's good to hear that from you. Uh, now, here's the thing. Uh, I had something in my mind. Uh, any any kind of voiceover projects uh, you did before? Uh, can you recall any kind of projects that you did?
0: Yeah, uh, a few months ago, I did uh, a voiceover uh, for a short film, uh, Deep Dive. Oh yeah,
1: Deep Dive. Yeah, for the Netherlands. Please tell me about the project.
0: Yeah, it was um, a short film, uh, futuristic uh, area uh, Mm -hmm. of someone um, who had trouble uh, recollecting memories and everything, and went back to a place to experience uh, those things. And I did uh, one of the voiceovers there.
1: You starting as a kid, where one actress that helped you. Uh, get into this field, and you started loving it. You played Peter Pan, in a stage play, uh, in your school days. To <laughs> now, uh, yeah. To now, in 2023, where you are part of Knights of Avalon uh, international project. At the same time, you are doing a lot of regional cinemas, television, theatre. In all these years, if someone who is just starting out, who is looking for help, who is looking for some advice from someone who may have some journey like you, may not the point pain point like you had where you lost your elbow but something which is very close to that, where he has no hope. And what advice would you like to give to him who is just starting in this world?
0: Um, First of all, um, seek out like minded people uh, who understand what you're willing to do, your creative drive. Um, Learn the business, uh, know what you want to do, what direction you want to go out and learn that part of the business. That's uh, the most important advice that I can give people.
1: Great. You can extend your thoughts on this. This is important part. If you have anything that you'd like to open your heart on, this is the time you just share your advice. If you have anything more, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. you haven't or you're done.
0: That's mostly it about it. Uh, Learn yourself, learn where you want to go. Yeah, yeah, got
1: it, got it. Uh, any final message uh, that you have to fellow artists? Uh, uh, what would that be at this moment? At the end of twenty twenty three, if you can say, we're recording at this moment.
0: Um, support each other always, uh, because you can always uh, meet something up and uh, someone up in the future, and you have to work with him. So uh, support each other.
1: Looking, uh, you are looking that that things uh, any. Th- Anything that you'd like to share on Knights of Avalon, the series, how how you uh, have a look and like, what's the take on that particular series?
0: Well, I liked it immediately because I'm uh, also a big fan of uh, role-playing games and fantasy. Uh, so it was really well done uh, from what I heard uh, of the other episodes. So I was uh, yeah. directly hooked up on it.
1: Yeah, twelve episode series, The Knights of Avalon. Once the interview, when the interview, you're listening, the series is out and running and streaming. I'm going to link the series below. I'm particularly going to link uh, Gert's episode below, the sixth chapter. And you make sure that you listen all the twelve chapters of The Knights of Avalon, and yeah. uh, put yourself when you're listening, going on a long walk. Just make sure you listen to the twelve episode series, The Knights of Avalon, which also features. Uh, Gert as our guest storyteller in the chapter sixth. I'm going to link that. I'm also going to now link all the social media handles uh, uh, specifically where you can contact Gert to be part of your project. Anything that is related to your project, you can just contact him. You can just check him in uh, our description, the links, contact list, and where platform, where are the platforms you can find him. At the same time, you can check out featured uh, artist page, which is specifically for the artists who got featured on the show from the last three years. So uh, that's a page where you can find out all the artists. You can check more info about Kurt on that page too. I'm going to link a uh, featured artist page uh, and then it would be great for all you guys. If you follow him, if you contact him, if you have any kind of work or voice or projects or anything, if you want to get him on your show as a guest, uh, you'd surely contact him and I'm going to link uh, that. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Kurt. Uh, thank you for being on the show uh my pleasure. yeah yeah i completely forgot about this interview uh yes there's a backstory yes there's something for all the listeners i was i was having my lunch uh it's two thirty here we set up a time 10 a.m 15 20 days back and i did with other artists also at the same time so i got jumbled up and from last four or five days i'm editing the series so i'm editing those episodes i'm like getting up early staying late you know completing that and it's very burning a period of my life you know editing it's really hectic so you need to manage all those times and you need to set up all those things to make it work so i was in that and i was like yeah they have have of hours
0: hours.
1: (laughs) and today i thought like today is a good time because i was end of the first drop which is till 26th from 23rd to 26th i was the end of that drop so i thought like okay now i'm going to have and i was having lunch and hey what about the interview i guess it's a 15 12. (laughs) <laughs> is it oh man i thought what but i i have a good setup this is a co-working space so you know i can get things done so I quickly, cool. quickly add my <coughs> hands, and then i thought hey first thing i'm going to do is do the setup and get things done because you don't know you know god to you're free because you book the time you schedule the time tomorrow if i just schedule it you might have something you know any workshops any auditions anything that you came last minute and we might lose it that's why uh, thank you that uh, I'm just grateful that this thing work out, worked out and uh, we did this thing and, and it was great. But uh, to all the listeners, uh, make sure you go and check out uh, Gert's profile, his work on various platforms uh, he has mentioned in the websites and all. Also, make sure you go and listen to the sixth episode where we feature Gert as guest storyteller and uh, you listen to the whole series of the Knights of Avalon. I am Ajay Tambi, the host and producer of this show. And now I'm signing off.